0: Hey, everyone in! Let's go! Huddle up on three! One, two, three! Huddle Huddle up. up!
1: No one, and I mean no one, comes into our house and pushes us around. This is
0: your game now, gentlemen. They'll be calling this the save. The words that DC fans have been waiting to hear since 1974 the Washington Capitals are the 2018 Stanley Cup champions. Oh, wow! In your life have you seen anything like that?
1: And now, welcome everyone to the Huddle Up Podcast.
0: And the only thing else I got to say is, how about Jim yeah! 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 Happy New Year. Good evening, everyone. Welcome to the Huddle Up Podcast here live on our Facebook page as well as on Facebook Live. It is a new year, it is a new decade. And it's, well, a new, different start time for us, but it is the same show, same flavor. It is Tuesday, January 7th, 2020. We have tons to talk about this week, including look who's clapping now and the postseason rolls on. But first, our show is brought to you by Alicia's Pillows and Things on NGSC Sports. When you're decorating your home, you want it to reflect your tastes and likes. So why not add decor that reflects your sports, movie, and TV fandom? Alicia's Pillows and Things is your hookup. They feature pillows of all sizes, stools, and more with your favorite teams and characters. Log on to our home network, NGSCsports.com. Find the Alicia's Pillows and Things tab on the homepage and place your order. We got to get our co-host Dave in here for another show, another year, another decade. Dave, how are you doing?
1: And we're hanging in there. I just uh, got done dealing with that white stuff that's outside, but uh, that Yay. puts me in a good mood as much of a sour <laughs> mood it puts you in. But I'm a snow guy, so I can uh, I can handle it.
0: Every everybody everybody has a different opinion on it, but uh, you know what? It it wasn't too bad in terms of snowstorms. We've had plenty worse, so. Um, we hope you're having a good night. If you did have to uh, shovel that or wherever you are, we hope you're having a good day. If you're following along with us on the live video, give it a like, give it a share. We'd appreciate that. Uh, you can also call into the show if you uh, want to talk about anything sports related. You can do that at 401-347-0613 and then enter pin 29312. Uh, all of the, that number is also on the uh, all the social media posts, so you can uh, find that there. Uh, again, make sure you uh, give the video a share. Get some people in here. We want to get your opinions as well as ours. A lot to cover, Dave. Obviously, we've been away. Um, I think since you were in Vegas, I think so. It's been a uh, been a little bit of time we've been away here, and obviously, plenty to catch up on. But one thing I wanted to do is, is Dave, I I, I want to look back because we are uh, just a few days away from the. Uh, from the end of the college football season, college football national championship is on, uh, is on Monday and um,
1: moment of silence, please. (laughs) Right. The, uh,
0: the end of the college football season is upon us for another year. But I want to look back at, at what some of our uh, preseason predictions were. And um, they, they were not the prettiest Um, uh, in the, uh, in the big 10, you and I both had Michigan winning uh, winning the East. I, I had Wisconsin correct out of the West. Um, we both had Clemson. That one was fairly easy. You had Miami. I had Virginia Tech uh, in the ACC. Neither of us had uh, had LSU uh, coming out of the West in the SEC. Uh, we both did have Georgia. That's one thing we got right in the, uh, in the Pac-12. You had Utah, correct, um, although you had them winning. Uh, my Washington-Arizona State pick did not work out so well. Um, you did correctly have Oklahoma uh, in the Big 12. Um, looking at the AAC, you also had Memphis uh, correct as well. Neither of us had the Heisman Trophy. Uh, both of us had picked Trevor Lawrence before the season. Obviously, who could have seen Joe Burrow come out of uh, nowhere where he came from? Um, and then uh, our, f- our final fours uh, from the preseason, mine was... Clemson in Texas at the 1-4 matchup, Georgia Michigan at the 2-3. You had Georgia Utah as the 1-4 and uh and Clemson Michigan as the 2-3. I had Clemson Michigan in the National Championship, you had Georgia and Clemson. So at least at least Dave, there were some things we got right and we at least got uh one of the teams in the college football playoff national championship, correct? my national champion still eligible. I had predicted Clemson winning. Uh, I don't feel so good about that, but you had the Georgia Bulldogs, uh, winning the national championship. Um, so that, that was a little fun. Look back there. Uh, in a couple of minutes, we'll look back at the, uh, NFL preseason predictions that we had made, but, uh, you know, it's not the so I gotta,
1: easy. I got to jump in real quick before you scoot off that because you sure, made one sure. comment that sparked something that I read on Twitter. So, fun facts on Twitter with Dave. Fun fact on Twitter. I saw that uh, there were $2,000 bets placed on Joe Burrow at 200 and 250 to 1 to win the Heisman. Pretty cool, right?
0: Yeah, yeah. You know who had one of them? Uh, his uncle his father are you serious is that real i don't know if it's real or not
1: but i saw it on twitter so it must be
0: oh then yeah then it definitely it has to be true if it was on twitter how cool would that be though that your dad has the stones to bet a grand on you and then you freaking do it hey your dad's got a quarter mil exactly exactly and i mean you're about to sign you know a a a a probably huge endorsement deal you're probably about to Get a huge NFL contract. I mean, it's going to be with the Bengals, but huge NFL contract nonetheless. So um, things could be going a lot worse for the Burrow family. But uh, that is pretty wild that that he. Uh, do you think? Uh, do you think AJ Green comes back because Burrow's there? Um, yeah, that that's tough. I because I think I think AJ Green and and honest to God, who could blame him? Um, wants to win. Uh, and and, and it, I know Joe Burrow. As good as he was this year at LSU, I, I don't, I don't know if if you can replicate that success um, immediately in the NFL it, with with the Bengals. Um, at times, that team looked uh, better than they should have. I think that's probably the best way to to describe the the Cincinnati Bengals at times this year. But then at times they were what you expected them to be. So, um. Right now, I feel like I'm going to give a very Dave answer and say it's fifty fifty.
1: Well, it's either yes or no, so you're correct.
0: <laughs> exactly. That's 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 like one of one of my uh, New Year's resolutions is to try and be more vague, so I'm always right. Um, Dave, let's look. Uh, it's about time you uh, <laughs> take after your hero. <laughs> uh, a couple people here in the uh, in the chat with us: Chase, Mark, Frank, and Ryan, as well as Scott welcome in everybody. I hope you're having a good night. Um, let's look here at the, uh, at the coaching carousel. Obviously, uh, your guy, Riverboat Ron, one of the first ones out in the NFL. He has a new landing spot. He is with the Washington Redskins. Of course, Jason Garrett out in Dallas. Thank God. Whew, they finally did it. They scared me for an entire week, but finally, uh, finally they made the right choice. Mike McCarthy, former Packers coach, uh, to Dallas, Matt Rule, former, uh, Temple and Baylor coach um is of course the the uh, new coach of your Carolina Panthers and and uh Joe Judge the um wide receivers coach from the Patriots is heavily rumored um all but confirmed uh the new head coach of the New York Giants. Yeah, Scotty's um or not Scotty's Brown, Chase's Browns um is the uh, is the new or, or is wondering who the new uh the Browns coach will be. Uh, yeah, John Fassel, the special teams coach from the Rams, hired by the Dallas Cowboys today. It appears that uh uh Kellen Moore, offensive coordinator, uh might be staying on with the Cowboys. So uh the staff's starting to take shape even before Mike McCarthy officially announced uh tomorrow. Um Dave, the 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 coaching hires that have been announced, um I I personally think, as much as I I love the mike mccarthy hire in dallas i i still think that the washington redskins have made the best hire so far this offseason i i mean i know you being a panthers fan i i don't i don't particularly necessarily know how you feel about ron rivera um but i i think that's the best hire so far um with, with what that team needs
1: i i absolutely agree um Great, outstanding hire um, by Washington. And the fact that they just didn't get, just get Ron, but they got Jack Del Rio, too. Mm-hmm. You have two head coaches on that team. Yeah. Absolutely uh, phenomenal hire. Um, but I'm going to go on to a tangent because it's time because I'm sick and tired of hearing everyone praising this Mike McCarthy hire.
0: Uh-oh. Here we go. I
1: just – I was – Hoping that the Cowboys would actually do something out of the norm, and instead they they pick the same same thing that they have. I mean, the guy can't win with Aaron Rodgers. How's he going to win with Dak Prescott? I'll just leave that out there. Um, totally the better quarterback. But the other thing is Jerry had the opportunity to pretty much get whoever he wants. I I, I say whoever. There's probably 20 coaches that wouldn't have come if offered by Jerry. Sure, Maybe 30. Sure. But pretty much whatever he got, and he had the opportunity to, to um, rock the boat a little bit, for lack of better terms, but he went with same old, same old, which is um, a little disappointing. I thought he could have brought in like a, uh, um, kind of when he brought in Bo Parcells, what, 30 years ago, 20 years ago, there was kind of a shakeup on what the norm was, for lack of better terms. But he he went back with something that that he's always had type of thing. That, that And I'm not saying he should have went out and gotten, you know, a, a coach like Matt Rule, who I think is an absolute horrible hire, which I'm not happy about. And we're not going down that road. <laughs> but, um, I mean, the dude couldn't survive at Temple and Bar- Baylor with a over 500 record, barely. I mean, I think he's 47 and 43.
0: Yeah, I think it's somewhere I, around there.
1: How the hell are you going to win in the NFL if you can't even beat – freaking teams in
0: temples division yeah well you have seven years and almost 70 million dollars to find out dave <laughs> um here's what i'll say about the, the the mike mccarthy hire is is i do i i think it, i think it's a sm- i think it is a smart hire and, and the reason why is is i know everybody wants to point to um only one super bowl there in rogers but um i, I don't know that aaron Rodgers is the easiest guy to get along with i mean the I don't think the guy gets along with his own family very well, uh, more or less people in, in, in the locker room and, and in the organization around him. And obviously, when you have two people who um, you know have have different personalities, clashing personalities in in the same space in the same organization, head coach or Aaron Rodgers, uh, the Packers are, are are always and and obviously you know at the tail end of McCarthy's career. Um, it did kind of start to fall apart a little bit, so you, you can't fault them for getting rid of a coach um, in, in that situation. We see it all the time, but the you, you know you're you're going to back Aaron Rodgers. I, I I don't know the ins and outs of it. I'm not I'm not a Green Bay Packer fan. I'm not a I'm you know to to be that close to it to know exactly what broke down. But I, I don't think it's as simple as. McCarthy couldn't win with Aaron Rodgers, Um, because I I don't think that is simply the case. I think by the time you got to the end of it, I think there was aging aging talent and young players that that weren't developed yet. So I I think that is part of the problem at the end of the Mike McCarthy era. Now, am I just building myself up for, for disappointment and failure? It's possible. It's happened for the past 20 plus years as a Dallas Cowboys No, you're Cow-
1: just happy that it's not Gary period. Yeah, we do you want to, get to you guys hide- taken
0: care of. Um, you don't have to send us a picture of. Uh, we had to call there for a minute just hang on the uh, hang on the line I had tried to find. They changed the website that I did the calls from so I had uh I had some trouble finding the mute. Uh and 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 we'll we'll get to the call here in a minute but I I just think that for this Dallas Cowboys team and th- that was my concern with um what they had in front of them is you You had one of two choices. You could go to an established, quote-unquote, retread of an NFL coach, or you could go ahead and um, hire somebody like a Matt Rule, like a Josh McDaniels, like numerous coaches that, you know, needed to adjust to the NFL, needed to kind of learn how to be a head coach. The Cowboys don't have that kind of time. This Cowboys roster needs to win now. They're they're primed to win now, so um, that that's another reason I like the hire. I think it's also about the staff that he builds, looking like it's taking shape um, pretty well um, as well, Dave. But um, yeah, I, I I'm not a huge fan of, of the rule hire um, for Carolina. I think if you're gonna go the route of a college coach, there were better ones out there. Um, now, in terms of how many were. Willing to jump ship to the NFL, that we don't know uh, as of right now. But I, I, ju- I just, man, and you know, and I, and I get like, you know, he was he made Temple look really good. It was that year they played Notre Dame; they were up into the, I think, into the top twelve, top ten, and then it kind of fell apart. Then he goes to Baylor, and he has Baylor back in the spotlight after what was a couple horrible years. But I you know, when, when they got into the the biggest game situations, they kind of crumbled a bit. And I, I don't, I don't, you know, and and maybe, you know, he's going to be the, 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 the next bright shining star uh, of the NFL, but, but I, I personally don't like it. I also don't personally like the length or dollar amount on it. Um, I think, I think that is a, a, a huge risk and obviously you can always get out of it, but I think that, that is that is more of a risk and was more of a surprise to me when I saw the contract number for Matt Rule.
1: Yeah, I agree. I mean, there's a lot of red flags to this, this deal here, and it's not something I'm super thrilled about, but it, it seems like sometimes when these things happen, you're just like surprised, so I'm going to hope that this is one of those surprises. But, man, I, I would have thought there's 10, 15 coaches that are better out there that you would rather have than than Rule. I mean... I just don't know what he's done to warrant this type of thing, and it's—it's. It's, I mean, you're what choice do you have now? You're stuck with him for seven years, so sure. hopefully you made the right decision. But, um, and it's—it's it's, quite frankly and bluntly, I mean, you got a Panthers roster that's that's very uh, all over the place. You got a lot of young guys and a lot of older guys.
0: Yeah, and, and- um, so you got to... That was something I, I was talking to a, a friend I work with, who's a who's a Panthers fan. Is it is I I think, and to me, and and, and you can uh, touch on this. To me, this signals that what what we kind of already knew that uh, that if you're the Panthers, I think you're moving on from Cam Newton at this point, because I I don't see going to this higher if if you are going to go with. And it feels weird saying aging when he's, uh, you know, on the younger side of some of the quarterbacks, but body's breaking down. We've already seen that, um, you know. So, so I, I think this is a a huge signal that I don't know if you go with Kyle Allen, I don't know if you go uh, with Greer, or you 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 look at free agency, you look again at the draft. But to me, this hire signals the end of Cam Newton.
1: So, story number two that Dave saw on Twitter that must be true is that. Tom Brady is likely not coming back to the Patriots, and the Panthers are listed as the second
0: betting favorite. Can you imagine oh my what this going to be
1: like NFL season? Look,
0: look, I know I ask a lot of the of the football gods, of the sports gods, but please give me Tom Brady in Carolina. I will buy you the thumb jersey, uh, Dave. I will, I will buy it for you if Tom Brady is a Carolina Panther next year. There are few things in this world, football-wise, that would that would make me happier than that <laughs> for Tom Brady to be your Carolina Panthers quarterback next year.
1: Point that damn smile off your face. I can hear it coming out. <laughs> but the, the, the more and more I've thought about this, think about what, what Brady would do. He would have to throw it three yards to McCaffrey, and that's all he would have to do.
0: You're not wrong. Like,
1: it would be... It would be a great fit for the noodle arm, and he could play Toy sixty-two in four years. And <laughs> we would be—we'd probably have two Super Bowl rings because Luke would go crazy one more time, and then we'd be okay. And then that would be okay. I would gladly wear a Tom Brady jersey somehow. <laughs> but I don't think he—I don't know what he's going to do. But it's going to be—it's it, going to be interesting. Um, and I have—we're probably skipping around a little bit here, but. Um, I I think it's going to be real interesting to see what Kraft does about this whole thing, because if he insists that Brady stays in New England, I think Belichick's gone and Belichick's a possible fit in Cleveland. um, Just because I think Belichick's going to say this is the first time in however many years I've been with New England and I can't do everything that I want. So screw you type of thing. So it it's gonna, there's gonna be a lot of drama that's gonna play out behind closed doors here in New England.
0: Yeah, no doubt. Um, I, I still think the more likely candidate to to be gone um, in New England is is Brady. Um, and I, and I think if, if, if you're looking if Belichick wants to remain a head coach in the NFL for for beyond okay. when Tom Brady is 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 still playing, I, I think your smart play is um, is to is is, just, is to move on from Tom Brady because I think that um, you know Belichick because I guess that's that's always the, the the big argument is who needs who more or who's better than the other and I think I think the answer um, at least right now today obviously at the tail end of Brady career is I as I think that. Um, you know, Belichick's more vital if you want to have any anything that resembles success for New England. I, I, I think you 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 need to stick with Bill Belichick. I, I do think I, I think Brady's done. I think he was frustrated um, with the with the way that that roster was put together this year and uh, and the development of that team this year. I, I, I don't think um, he was happy with the with some of the extra distractions that you brought. Into the fold, uh, Antonio Brown. Um, during the course of the season, I think there's just a, there's a lot of uh, frustration when it comes to Tom Brady. So I, I think he is more likely to be gone. Um, just looking back, and yeah, we're looking now a little bit back towards this this past weekend's games, Dave. Um, uh, I, obviously, that the, the Titans pull off the the big shocker. To some people, it wasn't a shock. I know there was a, a handful of people that I know personally. That, uh, that predicted Tennessee to win that game. So depending what side you were on, um, it, it may not have been a surprise. I want to go to the two um, the two NFC games because I think that's the one that you had a lot more um, storyline to them coming out of them. Uh, obviously, with the New Orleans Saints, uh, we'll have to see if, if the the fan base there is crafting another lawsuit against the NFL uh, because of the the no pass interference on the overtime touchdown. Um, for me, I like the no call there. I think the the officials uh, in that game uh, overall called it um, called it fairly well. All things considered, uh, to what we've had in the NFL this season, and I think they let the guys play. And when it comes down to a play like that, there was hand fighting on both sides. Guys, you know, both guys were guilty. I think the only reason that Kyle Rudolph pushed off to begin with. Is because the defender, I think it was Williams, had to ha- has had his hands on him. Um, so you know you can't you can't play tough as a defender and then get mad when you get a little shove there. I like the no call, um, and uh, and and I'm also just happy to see the Saints gone um, for another postseason.
1: Yeah, I don't I don't have an issue with the no call. I think I'm a little uh, again frustrated that. I'm sitting there at the end of the game like, okay, what the hell is going to happen? Sure. Um, by what they've been calling all year, um, I, I can probably say with 90% certainty, 90% of the, the NFL games that's reviewed. Um, not saying that it's overturned, but I think it was pretty poor on the NFL's part not to review it. And you can have your mind made up that you're not going to overturn it, but for, for, for heaven's sakes, go in and just review it so that everyone says that the rule is consistent.
0: You know what I mean? Fair, like, okay, yeah, I can see that. Um, uh, don't forget, we got to call it in, Jimmy. Um, I, I think they 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 had dropped again as well. Um, seems like they were having a, some problems on their end because they 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 came in twice and they dropped out twice. So uh, we'll we'll maybe try to get them back here in a second. Um, but yeah, I, I I do agree with you there. I again, I, I also think that the 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 pass interference replay role should be a one and done because again, majority of the times it didn't get overturned. Um, and, and I don't think in those cases, they, there was ever a chance that they were. So, um, I think it was a lot of lip service because of, of what happened, uh, in the postseason last year. And, and it, it, the, the officials, you know, we, we could do a, a full podcast on just the officiating in the NFL, um and we've talked about it, it's been a storyline throughout the year. There needs to be some level of consistency and there needs to be a level of accountability as well. Um, the, the league has neither right now, and I think that's the frustrating part from a fan standpoint, which we've touched on. I, I saw a tweet today, uh, Dave, that somebody, you know, everybody's talking about how you know like Kirk Cousins is is all of a sudden good now. And and the person was like Look the guy throws one pass and we're ready to to wipe away um you know the the duration of his career that that had made this narrative that cousins couldn't win the big one and all of that like it, and here's the thing I think that narrative much like many others that get written um wasn't necessarily a hundred percent accurate or factual um somewhat easy to write but you got to dig a little deeper at the same time um but I, just a, a, a flat, bold question. Can we call Kirk Cousins good now? Define good. <laughs> exactly. I guess, I guess I guess. that's the hard part. Uh, is he capable but, of winning my, the my big one is, now?
1: Yeah, well, my opinion is Kirk Cousins is, I mean, in the middle of the road quarterback, um, maybe slightly above average. He's going to win the games that you should win. Um, big games you're probably going to win twenty five percent of them if you're if you're lucky type of thing. And I I mean I don't know that I I don't know that I'd say he's terrible, but I mean what I would I'd be okay if he was a quarterback on Carolina this coming year based on what the roster looks like right now. Probably, you know what I mean. Like I think you have it, it's some context on it too.
0: Yeah, yeah, I agree. Um, yeah, and and there you know much like many many quarterback narratives, it's when they win, it's all, its all, you know, it's a team effort, and uh, and the quarterback's the best. When you lose a game, regardless of the reason why, um, it was the quarterback's fault. So you're, you're damned if you do, damned if you don't. Final look back here, Dave, to this past weekend, of course, the, the, the Seahawks and the Eagles, um, the, the hit from Jadevian Clowney um, on... Carson Wentz knocked him out of the game. Obviously, a very unfortunate um, injury to the Eagles' quarterback, who finally had a chance to play in the postseason. Um, and if he's in that game, the the result has a real good shot of being different. Let's be let's be one hundred percent honest about that one, um, because and you you have even been louder on this than I have throughout the year. But you and I have both said it that we thought that Seattle has been a bit of a of a fraud. Um and, and that they're really not that good. Um, I, I thought all season that no matter who Seattle got in their first postseason game, even if it was the team out of the NFC East, that they were going to lose. And it almost happened to a forty seven or you know, eighty year old Josh McCallan who 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 tried his damnedest to win that game. But my question to you, David, and, and the initially I only saw this play on the slow motion replay. I was finally able to to see video of it. I think uh, Ian Rappaport shared uh, shared an actual full speed video of it. I you know it's it's a it was a helmet to helmet hit that there should have been a flag on. I will say that, but the notion that this hit was like dirty or intentional, which I've seen from some Philadelphia fans, I don't think is the case. Like if if that is a running back who gets hit that way. I, I think people react differently. Um, again, Carson Wentz as a, as a runner in that situation, diving. Uh, dude's got to learn to slide. And I'm not trying to like I'm not shitting on Carson Wentz here, but it, 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 in full speed, that's a bang bang play. And and Clowney's just going to make that hit. Like should, I think it should have been a 15 yard penalty for for the uh, for, for the helmet to helmet contact, and you move on. There's not an ejection. Um in the n f l it's not like college and and the funniest thing I've seen coming out of this is all year you watch college football, you see a player get ejected for a helmet to helmet hit, and the reaction is you you know that that these kids shouldn't have a game you know miss a, a full game or half a game uh because of one hit it's ridiculous it's changing the game and then you have the n f l fans that what happens to their player is like there should absolutely be be ejections. Uh, in this situation, I, I I didn't see it as egregious enough that it would have warranted an ejection. I, I thought it was a a, a football play with a, with an unfortunate uh, uh unfortunate end.
1: Yeah, I mean, I, I kind of agree with you that I don't see it as ejectable. I think it's your your 15 yards potentially, and I I think it's 15 yards based on the headshot, not based on the lateness of it. Um, but this is starting to become one of my pet peeves watching quarterbacks when they're running is that, I mean, what do you do as a D back here or a linebacker that they slide so damn late that you, you, you either hit them or they keep running. And I mean, I don't know what you can do about it. Again, I can, I, I hate when you bring up problems and you don't have a solution. I don't have a solution for this. Um, It's like when the quarterback's getting ready to go out of bounds, you don't plow them because they're going out of bounds. And then they run for five more yards.
0: Yeah, like, exactly.
1: So I, I think it's. I mean, I I thought I, I again. You, you can twist video however you need to to make your point, but um, I'd be irritated if it was on, you know, the Carolina quarterback. But uh, there 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 wasn't much behind it. It just stinks because this Seattle team somehow keeps winning, and they are just <laughs> right. stupidly overrated.
0: And, and I get that there there is. Um, some like questionable history with some hits in Clowney's past, and and here's the thing, and I don't like to necessarily play this card, but if that's Dak Prescott, if the Cowboys are in that game, and that's Dak Prescott getting that hit, the reaction from the Philadelphia fans is a lot different, and the, in the same light, the the reaction from me is probably a lot different. But um, you know, the when I when I see the reaction of the NFL should be ashamed of itself, and blah 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 blah. You're defending your player, and 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 from from fan to fan, I understand what you're doing. But you know, if that's deck, like I said, if that's Dak Prescott in that spot, Eagles fans aren't reacting the same way. They just aren't, and, and it is what it is. Uh, um, uh, Dave, yeah, or uh, Scotty, yeah, we will be touching on uh, on the XFL rules here in just a little bit, Dave. Real quick before we get to the predictions for this weekend's NFL games. And the uh, national championship. Let's let's take a look back um, to our uh, preseason NFL predictions. Um, you had two uh, exact predictions in the NFC, right? Three teams in the playoffs, correct? Same as me. In my, I had this: the Cowboys, Bears, Saints, and Rams as my division winners. Uh, Eagles and Vikings as uh, as playoff teams. You had. Philly Green Bay Carolina and the Rams winning division uh, Dallas and the 49ers as uh, as the wild card teams my NFC champion and I I have retweeted the tweet numerous times throughout this season my NFC champion was the Chicago Bears yours was the Philadelphia Eagles uh, and then on the AFC side the uh, the Patriots winning, was pretty easy. We we both got that one correct. Uh, I had Patriots, Browns, Texans, and Chiefs as my division winners with the Chargers and Ravens uh, as wild card. You had Patriots, Ravens, Colts, Chargers as your division winners with uh, Kansas City and Buffalo uh, as the wild card teams. Your AFC champion was Tom Brady and the uh, and the Patriots. Mine and I'm an idiot was the L.A. Chargers. Um. So both of our both of our Super Bowl predictions, um, either dead before the playoffs or after Week One. So, um, now you did. I'm so also- not going
1: to focus on that, but I would I would like to throw out though that I have a specific quote written down from our first episode here.
0: Okay, and what was from that?
1: Big Jim, and it said. I'm gonna wait till the end of the season to make fun of you because I've made big mistakes taking Buffalo before. Uh
0: huh. Okay.
1: Go ahead. Let me have it.
0: Um, I mean, they made the playoff. I like. I don't. Now, obviously, they blew it this week. Um, when they were up 16, but you know, I I can't I can't fault you too much, man. I I thought there was zero chance. That the Bills made the playoffs uh, and they they made it, so um, I'm gonna take it easy on you this time. Although I should, man, you thought
1: you thought Jags round two were coming.
0: Yeah, I uh, I sh- could probably make more fun of you for your Cam Newton league MVP pick, but then I also had Khalil Mack as mine, and he kind of disappeared this year. Uh, you also have the 2020 number one pick correctly, Dave, uh, as you had the Bengals. Uh, and they are the, they are on the clock, uh, for the draft. So, um, always fine. I
1: also, uh, also gave out my, my free play, my, my preseason, uh, future for, for everyone, which was San Francisco to make the playoffs at, uh, two and a half to one. So, um, as
0: long as you didn't listen
1: to anything else, but that damn thing, you made some
0: money. Hey, that, that's, that's all we can hope for from the, uh, from and for the fans here uh again if you're still with us in the live video we appreciate that um nate it was asking us about the uh the xfl rules which yeah we will touch on here a little bit uh some interesting rules um as a as it uh will go for the xfl um but four games obviously this weekend dave starting on saturday at 435 you have the vikings at the 49ers who are seven point favorite at home uh, the over-under, 45 on this one. Again, 435 on NBC. Um, obviously, the biggest question when, you, when you're when you the the 49ers, Ravens, Chiefs, and Packers is you've been sitting around. Uh, you had the week off. For the Ravens, you really had two weeks off. Um, you know, what is that going to do to a team? You know, what's the emotional lift for this Vikings team? You went in to what I think is a, is a more hostile environment in New Orleans and picked up a, a big win. Uh, against that Saints team I thought the Saints and the 49ers were the only teams that were really going to have a shot at, at, at coming out of the NFC um so man I, you know I'm with my boy Frank we we love Frank remember back on our first episode he was the one that predicted the the Golden Gophers to go 12 and 0 and they almost did so man I don't I don't know I don't know what it is there's something in the air maybe it's the snow maybe I'm getting that Minnesota vibe I'm picking the Vikings to pull the upset this week, and I'm going to take the over on this one.
1: I think it's uh, – I, I think this one should be a pretty good game. Um, I, the game, obviously, being in uh, San Fran, the turf there is uh, something always you have to keep an eye on, sure. uh, especially if you've had any kind of weather. generally doesn't hold up, and it slows things down. So, I think slowing uh, – assuming that it's – and regardless, it's slower than the uh, – the dome last week i think that that helps favor San fran a little bit um but i think that this number is just a tick too high but i also haven't gotten down on it yet because i think it's uh it's got potential to spike over seven which means i could get seven and a half going the other way um i i think that San fran wins this by by six okay. and i'm going to take the under
0: so you 2317. there you go defense wins the day for dave now this one the the Tennessee Titans, those scrappy Titans. And how about Mike Vrabel, uh, using Bill Belichick's coaching tactics, game management, clock management tactics against him. You know, I, obviously, you know, I've, if you've listened to this show, I've never had any problem with the Patriots. They've never hurt me like they've hurt other people. Um, but man, that was a thing of beauty with the, uh, you know, the false starts and the, and all of that stuff to, to watch that go down. um, it's always kinda of special when you can watch somebody out Belichick Belichick and that's exactly what happened. But it is the Titans at the Ravens, uh, the Ravens nine point favorite, forty seven is the number on this game, uh, eight fifteen on CBS. My my like I said, my concern um isn't that the Ravens could or should lose to the the Tennessee Titans. My concern is what does two weeks off do to this offense? Um I think it is going to be a little bit sluggish to start. Uh, there really shouldn't be any weather problems. I think here um, in the Northeast, Mid Atlantic is supposed to be in like the mid sixties um, on uh, on Saturday. So you're not going to have to worry about snow. You're not going to have to worry about cold. Um, and maybe I don't know. Maybe that plays into Tennessee's favor a little bit. But I think early on, Tennessee is going to have a real shot to get out in front of this one. But uh, I, I, the Raven, this Ravens team is just too good. Um, it may end up being closer than that nine number. So, so if I'm if I would be playing this, I, I I'd actually probably play Tennessee with the points. Um, but the Ravens are going to win, uh, and I, I like I like the under on this one just because I think it's going to take the Ravens a little to find their rhythm.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think that this has a. I mean, I agree with you. That it's going to be a close one. Um, I, I think this Tennessee team is uh, strikingly. Interesting for the playoffs with how well they can run the ball, and I mean if they get the run game going, you could limit Lamar to to four possessions a half, and and they don't score on two or three of them, that could spell trouble. I mean this one I haven't made up my mind on. Um, It's it's one of those tactics that it's it's hard to one of those those that if it's hard to to do it, it's generally the right side, and I just can't. Seem to hit the trigger to bet Baltimore at the moment, so I'm leaning Tennessee, and I think if Tennessee covers this, they they might win this one straight up. Um, so for podcast sake, uh, I'm I'm going Tennessee straight <laughs> up. Uh, not real confident in it, um, but I think that there's potential that they could run this ball pretty much all day, and I think that the way that their offense plays, that the strength of the Ravens with the cornerbacks and the D backs is going to be um, neutralized some too. So yeah, we'll see. But I'm taking uh, I'm taking the 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 in the under.
0: Yeah, I think I think that uh yeah, if if it's the Ravens can't miss on a lot of possessions. I think that is one point that that you you have right there. Is is similar to like when you play an army or a navy or an air force uh in college that that possessions are, are going to be absolutely meaningful uh for uh, for the Ravens on Saturday. All right, let's move to Sunday, Dave. Uh this one three oh five on CBS. It is the Texans uh who a, a wild come from behind game, uh, at the Kansas city chiefs, nine and a half point home favorite 50 and a half, uh, is your number on this one. Uh, I, I think the chiefs win this one pretty easily. I, I think the Texans, um, I mean, they, they got gut chatted, gut checked and they were, uh, they were able to respond from it, but I, I think that was more about the Bills and their inexperience in that spot. I think they got rattled by the uh, that weird kickoff thing with the touchback, no touchback, gave himself up. I think the Bills got screwed a little bit on that one, but um, I, 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 the, the the rules again seem to be made up as they go. Sometimes, the, I, I just I think the, the Texans found momentum when the officials gave it to them. Um, I I don't think they're gonna be that close in this one. I think Kansas City at home, that's a hostile environment. Uh, they're gonna be rocking. They're gonna be ready to go. Um, if the Chiefs lose this game, I think it comes down to Andy Reid being Andy Reid in and the clock. But hopefully, he's learned after twenty plus years of of making mistakes. Um, I like the Chiefs plus. I I just I, they're too good. They're too good. And uh, I'm gonna ta- I'm gonna take the over on this one because I think both offenses are gonna move the ball.
1: Yes, this, um, this this Texans team seems a lot like the uh, the Seahawks in the uh, the uh, NFC, where you have an absolute star-studded quarterback that um, doesn't have a whole lot of round. Granted, I think there's more talent on the Texans, but um, I I I I hate betting against certain players. Deshaun Watson one, Russell Wilson is two because he somehow just keeps stinging me when the numbers <laughs> are way out of whack. But hey, not here nor there. Um, I agree with you. I think Kansas City rolls, but I am I have this feeling that both of the favorites don't get through the AFC this weekend, but I don't know which one goes down. I mean, I already predicted the Texans, but if I predict the other one and I go one for two, that's pretty good, right? So, Heck yeah. Um, we're we're, we're going to go Chiefs, and we'll, we'll lay it with the Chiefs here. Um, Chiefs by 14 to 21, um, and this one goes over.
0: Yeah, 60% of the time it works every time, right? Uh, Then let's move to Sunday at Lambeau. You can't score if you don't shoot. Exactly. It is Seattle uh, at Green Bay. Uh, Green Bay four-point home favorite. 46 is the number on this one. 640 on Fox. Um, Look, Seattle shouldn't even be in this spot. Um, But if you're going to get a matchup, um, what better one than against the... In my opinion, fairly fraudulent Green Bay Packers. Um, You know, both of these teams I think are very similar because they've scraped together some wins that they probably shouldn't have gotten. Um, They've been dramatically underwhelming in uh, in all of their games, uh, just about. And and you know, this is going to be the worst of the four. This may be one of the worst games of the playoffs when we look back on it. Um, I like Green Bay to win. Maybe take Seattle with the points, maybe by you know by a Mason Crosby field goal. Um, I'm gonna t- I'm gonna take the under on this one. Even I don't think either offense is 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 that great. I mean Russell Wilson's Russell Wilson, but um, when when you when you can't beat a second string slash practice squad roster with a 42 year old Josh McCown and you can only beat them uh, by eight points and and I, I think what the total in that one was about 36. Give me a break. Give me the Packers.
1: So the, this one is just, I agree with you. It's over, It's two overhyped teams. Um, part of me wants to have uh, San Francisco win by three, and then whoever wins the Seattle-Green Bay game, hopefully it's Green Bay, um, win by like 50. And then I can absolutely hammer San Francisco the following <laughs> weekend because I'll get a better price. But um, I – so Green Bay cannot stop the run; they re- they really struggle with that. And Seattle doesn't have a running back, so what's that mean? Um, I think what you're going to see a lot of is that you're going to see a lot of uh, uh, Pete Carroll putting Russell Wilson out on the edge and letting him either dink and dunk with a couple passes or letting him use his legs here. Uh, this is I don't want to say it's an all or nothing game, but uh, this is a a pretty pretty important game here, obviously being playoffs, but. Um, I think that they are starting to be on the downside of some of the, the Seahawk uh, legacy here for that, for, for lack of better terms with Wilson. They're, they're they're a year or two away with with some holes that they're going to have. But uh, I, I think that this is going to be interesting to see how Green Bay plays it because I don't think the Seattle defense is all that good. And I think the defense got some uh, uh, unfortunate boosts uh, rating-wise based on beating Philly last week. But Philly was able to move the ball and – uh you're not going to see me backing the Seahawks team because they beat uh they, they beat the Bengals by 1 at home on opening day and I still cannot believe it because they only had 178 yards of offense. So,
0: and they, overtime they, against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Those are the two games that I will continue to come back to with 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 this Seattle team. Um Yeah. But, yeah James
1: it, had like 4000 yards in that game
0: though. <laughs> Well, of course he did, and he probably threw for three touchdowns and three interceptions because Jameis Winston.
1: <laughs> and he had some crab legs afterwards. Exactly.
0: Yeah, Dave. Now, Dave, did you catch the uh, the wager I have with Uncle Mitch on this game? No. Okay, so obviously he's been banging the drum for Seattle all year, and I've been I've been I've been on the the anti Seattle train as I always am, but even more so this year. So if uh, if Green Bay wins, then uh, then our then our pal Pittsburgh Zone Uncle Mitch uh, will have a picture of none other than uh, Top Line Tom with the Stanley Cup when the Capitals won the Stanley Cup in 2018. However, if Seattle falls ass backwards into a win, then I for a week have to uh, have to have my Twitter uh, picture be a picture of a penguin of mitch's choice uh with said stanley cup from the uh from the 2017 season so um i have never needed the packers more than i need them now because i want to see our our pal uncle mitch with a uh top line tom with the stanley cup for an entire week on twitter
1: well, at the moment i'm I'm happy that uh, i actually have some reason to care about this game because regardless <laughs> uh one of you two are going to be miserable so that makes Dave
0: happy <laughs> Exactly see we're break Mitch and I bring people uh joy and and that's that's what I strive for all right Dave real quick before we talk about the national championship uh Tua uh announced yesterday that he is foregoing uh his his final year at Alabama and he will be entering the NFL draft obviously with the hip injury um you know there's gonna be no combine probably gonna be a private workout um in in just like the days and weeks leading up to uh the draft um. You know, the all year that we thought the 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 Dolphins were doing the, the, the we're going to do the tank for Tua, um, and and it has turned out that you know Joe Burrow is probably going to be the number one pick. Um, with the number of picks Miami has in the first round, there there's still a great possibility that Tua ends up a Dolphin. Um, but do you see him going in the first round, or do you think this injury is going to be a concern enough um, for NFL teams to wait? to uh maybe day two or beyond for Tua right now
1: yeah I don't know that we know enough about it till we get some information out of his workouts and everything um personally with his injury history I don't know I don't know enough about him and how they affect you long term on what that means but he's, he's clearly got a history of being uh susceptible to injuries so I sure. mean I, I would trade carefully obviously but um I, I I feel pretty confident that Tua will be there if the uh if the uh, the Dolphins want him with, I don't know, they have the fourth or the fifth pick, but um, he'll be sitting there if they want him. But more, more than likely what will happen is my damn Panthers will take him and just add to the pile <laughs> right now.
0: Um, I'd be okay with that too. Um, all right, let's look at Monday night, Dave. Obviously, uh, the final college football game of the 2019-20 season. It's the college football net playoff national championship. LSU, a five-and-a-half point favorite against Clemson. The, uh, the over under here, 69 and a half, uh, this one, eight o'clock ESPN from the Mercedes-Benz Superdome in New Orleans. Um, you know, Clemson, um, and Ohio state had a great, uh, had a great bowl game. Um, LSU did to Oklahoma even more than I thought they were going to. I was out to dinner, um, with uh with my wife and uh, and my mom and stepdad and i'm like i'm gonna peek at the score i'm just curious and i think that was like at that point burrow had just thrown his uh scored his fifth touchdown and i'm like what time is it and i and i was shocked to find out that it was still in the first half um i, I think lsu is just too good just too good and and you know th- this is taking nothing away from clemson um Five and a half. That that is that is a hard number. Um, I, I'm going to go. I'm going to go LSU plus. Uh, I think Clemson might keep it close for the first half, but I, I just I just think there's something magical with this LSU team this year. Um, and I, I'm I'm going oh, 69 and a half. F- screw it. LSU plus in the over. Why not? Uh, sit back and enjoy it. It's going to be an offensive spectacle.
1: Well, well, well. We meet again, Jimmy. (laughs) So I want a gambling logic 101 with Dave. Another lesson for Jim. There we go. Look ahead. Look ahead. Line going into last week was Clemson versus LSU at a pick. So Clemson struggles to get by Ohio state and, and uh, LSU throttles Oklahoma and it's moved the line six points, basically. Is there anything that happened last weekend that we didn't already know? Like, being realistic and honestly. No. Clemson wins this game straight up because this line movement makes absolutely no sense. And it's not going any further. And they're just taking money after money after money on LSU. So, I think Clemson wins this game. Um, I think Dabo is the master motivator. That was a pretty fun word to say. There you go. uh, I'm
0: I'm impressed. (laughs) I'm impressed you got through that one.
1: (laughs) Yeah, good thing I'm not on the live stream. You didn't see the face while trying to get that one out. <laughs> but uh, I think Dabo, I mean, Dabo did something to this team when, when, and I, I'm, I don't have anything on this game yet, uh, in, in full honesty. I'm waiting on the final injury reports. Um, Clemson's going to need their wide receivers, but uh, I, I really think that Dabo is going to come up with something in this that's going to figure out how to slow them down. Um, he also was the master – at motivation, change it up a little bit, but uh, when no. everyone was saying how Clemson is overrated on this, and all of a sudden his his players came out and like lit a fire under their ass for for three weeks or so that they had to put up 150 plus points, I think, while allowing 20 25. So I think that this this just smells like it's too easy to take LSU. Um, again, I think LSU has been the best team in the country. But uh, I, I think I've also been one of the few. I was on Clemson a month before anyone else, saying that this team's pretty damn good still. And you could attest to that because you gave me shit for it for
0: sure. Did a month? Sure did.
1: <laughs> but uh, I, I mean, I think that I don't. I don't really have a good reason why. Um, but I just feel like some reason and somehow that Clemson wins this game. And I think Clemson to win this game. Um, I, I I actually. Have no clue what the score needs to be, because Clemson winning a twenty-one seventeen game, which is mind blow me, but Clemson outscoring LSU, which is mind blow me as well. So maybe this, this feels like this this Clemson Alabama game of what uh was that last year that they came out and everyone was like oh Bama's gonna win Bama's gonna win Bama's gonna win and then Clemson came out and just door raced them.
0: Yeah, yeah, that was last year because everybody just assumed that. Um... Notre Dame was a false 12 and 0 and uh and that's why Clemson won so big in the in the first round. And then Clemson just did to Alabama what they did to Notre Dame and then some. And uh and and really woke people up. So yeah, I mean it here here's the thing. I I can't I can't I can't lose here. I like I'm not there's a, I am not going to have money on it. Uh no dog in the fight. Um none of the, you know, Clemson hurt me last year, but you know, I, I'm I'm more worried about playing them next November in South Bend. I can't get worried about this game, um, so uh, I'm just going to sit back and enjoy it um, because it's it's the last. You want
1: Clemson to you want Clemson to win big, then so a couple extra recruits uh, declare for the draft.
0: Well, that that's true. That's true. So um, my uh, my mind says LSU, but my heart says Clemson. Big. How about that?
1: There you go. You should uh, you should throw together a uh, college football championship square, and then you have a reason to watch it and get angry.
0: <laughs> Very true. All right, Dave. Here before we uh, before we wrap up the a- XFL open training camp uh, this week, and obviously their season begins on uh, on February eighth, the Saturday after the Super Bowl. So football does not end um, in uh, with with the NFL end of the NFL season. Uh, a couple of the uh, the rules highlights. If you go to the XFL's website. Um, you can find the full list, but a, a couple I found interesting. Um, kicking and punting is going to be a lot different um, in the XFL because with kickoffs, um, you, uh, you know, the, the kicking team cannot move until um, the ball is touched by the returner or three seconds after the ball touches the ground uh, and there's an official hand signal. Um, it, it, onside kicks cannot be a surprise, um, basically. And, and, and same with some of the punting rules is like some of the gunners, um, you know, can't release until, um, you know, it's like three, three seconds or something like that. And, and from reading over this and they, they, what, what I like the way that they did this, they put together the, the sheet with the rules and, um, they give the explanation of their rule, what the college and NFL rule are and the reasoning why they put their rules in place. And and I like what they did with kicking and punting because right now there's no point in kickoffs in the NFL or college. They, quite frankly, put the ball in the 25 and just let it go because more times than not, it's a touchback. You see very few returns. Uh, Onside kicks are rarely recovered by the kicking team. So what what the XFL is trying to do is trying to make more returns because it can be an exciting play. Um, You know, so... Uh, you know the, that 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 was one thing that that, that jumped off the page at me, uh, is that and 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 as I look down over the rest of the rules, Dave, and and I think this is something that could help them from from a, a viewer standpoint. Is you know I think they just want more action and quicker action and and just an easier product.
1: Yeah, don't disagree at all. And I mean, I think they're they're entering this market at the right time. The issue is that as much as everyone um, fishes and complains about the NFL, it's still king. And I mean, its uh, ratings are up again, and the product's worse. So right. <laughs> um, I mean, I don't know. It, it doesn't matter what they put out there as, as long as you have DFS and uh, fantasy and all and Vegas and all that stuff. Like uh, he, you could have freaking bunnies running around on a, on a track, <laughs> but if you can draft them to your fantasy team and your fantasy lineup, you can bet on them. It's, it's going to be okay. So, I mean, it'll be interesting to see how much of that the XFL gets into and yeah, those that they don't get into on that. How I, quickly do they get into it?
0: Yeah, I, I think that that getting into the the, the weekly fantasy, you know, like the, the DFS stuff, I think it would be huge for them because, you know, looking down over the rosters, there's only a handful of names that people are probably going to recognize. Even if they decide to pick a team, there's only going to be a handful of names. So just creating some sort of familiarity or some some sort of you know oh I got to watch out for this guy, I got to watch out for this guy because all the games are going to be on. They're going to be on uh, ABC, NBC, CBS, and Fox. So you know you're they're going to be easy to find. It's just having that degree of care. Now this one, they they are allowing double forward pass. So if a team completes a forward pass behind the line of scrimmage. That team may throw a second forward pass as long as the ball at no time uh, crossed the line of scrimmage, um, which I find to be super interesting. Like, um, you know, I think it adds a whole nother dimension to, you know, like similar to like a, like an RPO or, you know, flea flickers, that kind of stuff. I I, I do, you know, you're not going to have to overanalyze like if a ball went down, uh, you know, across the yard line, as long as it's behind the line of scrimmage, you know that you know that that plays legal again that comes back to no long reviews
1: um, yeah i mean i think what we've been crying for is simplifying things so that i, I think again i i haven't studied these in depth yet but i think uh, on the surface they did a real, real good job of at attempting to simplify so um jim i wanted to bring up one more thing since we're wrapping up here sure. i don't know if you've seen it or not um obviously i'm not a named guy and can't remember but did you see who won the uh the I think it was DraftKings or FanDuel the the big million dollar contest this weekend. They uh, it, it's a celebrity and his wife actually won. But what happened? It, it's oh yes. a major controversy.
0: Yeah, I, they were talking about this on. Um, it was either Howard Stern or or the uh, Preston and Steve show that I listened to. They were talking about this. Yeah, they they think because you're only allowed what so many entries, and they think that they basically stack the deck.
1: So, so what they did, just giving you a little background here, our listeners who, who might not be as familiar with it, what they did, um, you're allowed 200 entries, and I think it's 20 or 25 bucks a pop, which they're celebrities, so they probably broke even winning a million. Um, but, and I forget which way it went, but um, one of them used almost all NFC quarterbacks and one of them used almost all AFC quarterbacks. So that way you're, you, know, you have a staple of the lineup set there. But they also, you know, you have 400 lineups total, and they only had two duplicating lineups, which chances are on that are pretty slim because, number one, you only have eight teams to pick from. So, and, and there's not that many that you're going to go after and say, hey, I want to put, uh, I want to put uh, Robert Oncalci on my team just because he has a chance that he might be signed because he's a Patriot. You know what I mean? So there's the variance isn't there. It seems uh, very fishy on the surface. But then again, it's not that abnormal, and it's it's going on more than you think. I mean, how many times do you see? Do you hear someone say, "Oh, I'm not putting them in my lineup," and then you don't put them in your lineup? The same right. type of thing, just on a bigger scale.
0: Yeah, it, it's you know, so it's going to be interesting to see how the, uh, you know, how the how the ruling and how that that's being investigated, and and what what's going to come out of that one. Definitely something uh, for us to keep watch on. Yeah, just a couple... And how do you prove it? How do you yeah, prove that's... it? Because, I mean,
1: they're they're making the correct argument that, hey, I thought that the AFC games were going to be higher scoring, and, hey, I thought the NFC games were going to be higher scoring. Like, how yeah. do you... You can't disprove that.
0: Sure. Yeah, it, it, it's going to be hard, and, and it's definitely going to be something um, you know, because we, we, we've talked about, you know, how you know, daily fantasy is going to play into things over the years, and, and, and betting as it becomes legal, and you know, all of this stuff is 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 changing at you know at kind of the speed of light, and and we're gonna we're gonna see how uh, how can you prove it if you can prove it, and and what happens if they do. Uh, you know, are all the questions uh, to to be answered? Yeah, just a couple other um, uh, interesting rules. The overtime in the XFL is going to be kind of they kind of liken it to like a shootout where it's basically a one play. Uh, each team gets like one play. Um, and, and untimed downs, um, the, uh, there, there's running clocks at times to keep the pace of play up, uh, you know, a shorter play clock, um, a catch. And th- this is one thing that I said from the, from the first announcement from the XFL, make the idea of a catch simpler. It's if you catch the ball and you get one foot in bounds, that's a catch. So it's similar to the college rule um there you know th- that's going to speed up the play no coach challenges um only two timeouts per half a shorter halftime so again head over to xfl.com you know if you're if you're going to plan on uh on tuning in to the XFL at all and i, and I you know i recommend it it's football <laughs> um but uh you know familiar, familiarize yourself a little bit um i don't think there's anything too confusing or too weird um, with, with these new rules, but, you know, I think it's going to make for a um, simpler product to understand from a fan standpoint and also uh, a, a product that's quicker because sometimes, you know, these NFL games push, push you know, the three and a half, four hour mark and, uh, you know, the, in any sport that's too long, in my opinion. So uh, unless we're talking hockey playoff overtime, that's a that's a whole different monster. Um But, yeah, these games can be quicker. I'm all for it. I'm I'm personally excited for the XFL.
1: Bring it on, baby. Let's put a uh, bow on this bad boy, too, here, Jimmy Jam.
0: Yes, sir. Let people know where they can follow you, Dave, and we're going to close this thing out.
1: Absolutely. We're on uh, Twitter at HuddleUpDave, and uh, we'll we'll be floating next week after the, uh, the Tigers are the national champions. what i did there jimmy i see Great week everyone
0: all right see you dave and for everyone who listened in with us this week we thank you we appreciate that um sorry we couldn't get the caller on if uh whoever that was we'll try again next week and uh and we will be back here to break down the divisional weekend college national championship and much more and get you ready for the nfc and afc championship games Uh, You can follow me at Big Jim Sports. Make sure you're following the show at Huddle Up Podcast on both Facebook and Twitter. Our home network, follow them at NGSC Sports, Sports NGSCSports.com. And the sponsor of this show and of NGSC Sports is Alicia's Pillows and Things. It's a new year, so decorate your home with characters, sports teams, and much more. Pillows, stools, and great decor for your home from Alicia's Pillows and Things. Go to NGSCSports.com, find the alicia's pillows of things tab right there on the home page and place your order until next time stay safe stay smart and go for the win